Okay, get into your meditative posture. The legs find such a place, such a way that you don't have to consciously keep them in place. They're comfortable and stable. So are the hands, the elbows, the shoulders, your back is straight and yet comfortable. Your head and neck, they are centered. Your eyes conducive. You can have them closed, opened or half opened. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. without having the intention to control the breath, nor to chase away distractions. Just observe the breath. And as you do so, check your posture to see if you need to make adjustments. And if you need to make adjustment, holding your mindfulness on the breath as much as you can, make the adjustments in the posture. Keep following the breath for about 21 cycles. Why do you want to meditate? Let the natural reason come up. Then transform it, if necessary, to the highest motivation that you can that you can come up with.
holding this reason in the back of your mind let it be an aid to you to enter this meditation with determination Bring your attention now to the point between your eyebrows, about a prostration's distance from you, and affirm that in that space is your guide, the point where all the Buddhas meet for your sake, appearing in a form made entirely of light. form to inspire you to take on the path. Examine your motivation again and take refuge. with whatever measure of conviction you have that your plea to be guided has been answered and indeed all the Buddhas have gathered right before you in one form whatever measure of conviction you have that this is actually happening. Show reverence in your mind prostrate. Honor that measure of confidence. Demonstrate your conviction. Show gratitude. Make offerings. Purify your mind, clean your conscience. Admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence. Affirm your conviction in the three jewels by taking refuge, seeking their protection. According to your capacity, make a promise of restraint. And be as sincere as you can. 
and sincerely think of something to do to make up for the lapses of the past. Give support to the forces of good within you and the forces of good out, acting outside of you through rejoicing in goodness in whatever measure they manifest in the world and within you. All beings aspire to truly be happy. Beg the teachers to please turn the wheel of the Dharma, the Dharma that leads to true happiness, in the world and in the hearts and mind of all beings. Wherever the teachers have appeared, beg them to please stay. Recall your determination again. And with that, dedicate the strength and the power of the merits you've just gained 
to help you succeed in your meditation. Bring that bright form of the teacher to the crown of your head. And request blessings. So whatever it is that is obstructing you from achieving your goal, you may, be, you may become free of them. And whatever qualities you need to help you achieve your goal, you may come to gain them. Focus on the qualities of the teacher above your head and aspire to embody them yourself. And again, hold on to whatever measure of conviction you have that it is not just mere imagination, that it is actual. And with that measure of conviction, make your aspiration stronger and stronger. Recalling your motivation, strengthening your determination, 
and your aspiration to be inseparable with the teacher's qualities. See the form of the teacher dissolve into a point of light. Feel it. See it descend through the crown of your head until it merges with your mind at your heart center. However slight your affirmation that you have become one with the teacher, take refuge in that. attention back to your breath. Slowly keeping your attention on the breath, become aware of your body once more. say when it was exactly but it was during my high school years <laughs> I remember reading a book by this scholar talking about something that's something that's happening right now even now I mean that was like you no know, I'm ancient <laughs> and it was not until today that has actually touched me the way it, the way it has touched me and it made me you know question why am I doing this? Why am I, uh, you know, learning how to sit in a little corner by myself so I can uh, control my mind? How is that going to help anybody? I'm sure you've, uh, you've been hearing about the, uh, the battle that we've been losing. Humanity is losing a battle. And we can't really pinpoint it, you know, corner it so we can... Uh, throw a few atomic bombs at it so we can be free of it for a few, you know, at least for a few years. We wish we could. It has invaded our minds, it has invaded our society, it has invaded our, our being. And it gives us the delusion that it is our savior. What am I talking about? Hmm. Strangely enough, I saw a black and white movie, you know, that was way back then, right? It wasn't just done recently just to be artistic, to be artistic. It was done because there was no color, okay? And they were talking about this in this movie. I'm talking about what's happening in uh, Darfur. I'm sure you've heard about it. 
Uh, I saw a very disturbing image today, and unfortunately, uh, it can't leave my mind. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm sorry. Five-year-olds, three-year-olds, nine-year-olds sleeping on top of each other because not for warmth, because there's no space. Almost as if they're just, you know, a heap of garbage just thrown somewhere. It's been going on since 1940-something. Now it's 2006. It's still going on. Who do we blame for this? So we can blast them and, and be rid of this problem forever. And people caught up in a cycle where they are deluded. They're taking refuge in the very thing that is causing them to suffer. You kill my, my mother, now I have to kill your mother. And then it continues. And this isn't just something that's been happening since 1940. 1940-something. It's not just in that little region, in that continent that's been happening. It's happening all over the place. So how is my meditating in my little corner going to do anything? I don't know. How is that going to help? I think I have a little conviction. I'm not, when I'm in that little corner meditating or thinking that I'm meditating, at least I'm not participating. I'm not giving space for this enemy to another feel for this enemy to invade at least for that moment because once this enemy invades your mind it's not like you see it coming and then you put up a wall and then it fights you and then it breaks down the wall and it enters and you keep fighting it it's not, it's not that simple it comes disguised as your friend this is the way to end your trouble And you're so deluded, you buy into it. 14-year-old kids, girls, boys, are kidnapped after their family has been slaughtered. And they're forced to pick up a gun. And if they don't shoot someone, they tell them to shoot, they will shoot them instead. I said, maybe, I don't know, whatever that time was, I want to meditate so I can become a Buddha, so I can and the suffering of beings. And what have I been doing? I've been taking refuge in not meditation, but in laziness. That's what you need to do to be happy. You just do nothing. Be lazy. And now it seems like the problem has become an overwhelming problem. And what happens when you see something and your mind says overwhelming? You retreat. You really don't do anything. Then you start to say to yourself, no, there's really nothing I can do. You know, you feel like, you know, taking a flight, going over there and do something. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Become the next victim? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? What am I going to... So, what do I do when I'm facing that? Oh, there's nothing I can do. Let me go back in my corner. The suffering that the Buddha was pointing to is not hypothetical. It's not theoretical. And I, sometimes I, I have this theological kind of mindset. I want to blame some big being for allowing this to happen. But there's no big being for me to blame this on. And it gets back to me again. What are you going to do? The list you can do, the least I can do, is when the enemy is looking for new territory, a new mine to invade, that's where I should fight. When you see it's becoming the most reasonable thing to do to dislike someone, to hate someone, then you're almost, almost conquered. You let the enemy in too much. 
As soon as you start to dislike someone, question that. As soon as you start thinking that it's a good idea to, there are some people who are worth hating. There are some people who are worth like, you know, Ben Laden, Al-Zakawi, and whatever other famous names that are now on the TV. Yeah, it's proper to hate people like that. Then you're being deluded again. The enemy has another victim. That very thing that is scaring us, the thing that is happening in Darfur, in Nepal, in the Republic of Congo, in the streets of LA, there's an enemy that we are inviting, that we are taking refuge in. And it is to be considered to be as concrete, the same way you, con you consider whoever, the king of Nepal, or the Maoists, if you hate them instead, or whoever. Whenever there's a human being, and you're thinking of them in terms of hate, you're perpetuating the problem. And maybe you're not, maybe you're fortunate that you actually live the rest of your life and you don't actually exercise this hate. Because you've entertained it, you've actually almost like broadcasting it. We're making it difficult for others to fight this thing. And because now people are feeling that I'm alone. Now when this 14-year-old finally escapes, after going to such trauma that it might take another lifetime to get rid of. What is he going to do? What's the path of least resistance for him? I'm going to kill that guy who put me into this. And how do we stop it? I remember a few occasions, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, people ask him, what seems to be very significant but also silly questions. How do we bring world peace? And his only answer is in a very practical way, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Sort of thing. And one thing he says is, and it seems to be, oh yeah, that's a very beautiful thing to say, it's a good thing he said it, and then we all go home. You have to stop that enemy from infiltrating your mind. And how are we going to allow this enemy, how are we going to not allow this enemy to infiltrate our camp, our mind, our field? If we have no idea what the field is, you have no idea what's in our mind. In other words, if we don't know how to meditate, you can say, oh yeah, 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 of course right now um, I'm gonna, I'm not going to allow the, uh, hatred to completely take over my mind. But some part of you, if something happens to my family, that's it. Then I become justified to hate. If something happens to my friend, then I become justified to hate. Then it's the right thing to do. So since 1940-something, in one little region, They've been doing an experiment. And we still have the results of the experiment right now. If I am hated, and something awful is done to me, let me return that hate. So, look at Darfur. There's an experiment of hatred, returning hatred for hatred. There's your concrete example. So maybe there might be some truth to, to the, the Buddha said, to what some others have said. The only way to conquer hate is with love. And it seems like such a, something that only belongs in a, on, on, on paper. You know, just a beautiful piece of poetry. It doesn't, it's not practical. What am I going to do if I have love and I throw myself in the center of Dafu? Am I going to help anybody? Well, that's the only thing that's helping. People who feel a sense of 
responsibility in sense of some measure of compassion. Not to the level of, of a yogi, where they can subdue snakes with, with their meditation and compassion and love. But they go there with whatever measure of compassion they have, and they are the one making a difference. And I guess that's the other experiment that is being tried and that we have to participate in. You, you don't have to fly to those places to make a difference. Or you could make a difference actually on your cushion. Yes? Very new age theme. We are connected. Yeah, that's, there's some truth to it. If someone were to enter in this room with rage in their mind, and they're not necessarily you know, breaking everything down, but they just have the rage in their thoughts, we would feel it. We know there's something not quite balanced. So we are affecting each other and with our thoughts without having to necessarily communicate it. So maybe directly going over there, arresting all those, supposedly all those people who are supposedly doing this thing, putting them in jail and beating them up, maybe that's not the answer, because they've been doing it. And so far they're still having, they're still not free from their trouble. You know, you hear the Israelis bombs the Palestinians, the Palestinians bomb the Israelis, they even bomb the Palestinians, bomb the How long has it been going on? Is the problem over? Are the Israelis happy? Are the Palestinians happy? So when are we going to learn the experiment? When are we going to take the results of the experiment and say, okay, we have enough data. Returning hate for hate doesn't bring contentment. And something I always wanted to prove to myself. Ever since I read about the four immeasurables, I wanted to test them, experiment with them, to know, is it true what they say? Now we have the ability to actually, you know, do experiments with those kind of things and let people know about the results. Is it truly possible when they say that someone who enters into absorption in one of the four immeasurables, that they actually affect their environment for the better. Now, if this is just one yogi doing it, can you imagine if there are more than one yogi doing this? Sorry, taking a lot of your time. So, when I ask in the beginning, why you want to meditate? Whenever you feel... You know, think of all the mental afflictions as the true enemies whether it's laziness, whether it is aversion, whether it is pride, whatever it may be. And it's keeping you from your ultimate goal. Fuel yourself with why do I want to meditate anyway? Then the reason should be realistic. Don't think about ideas that you have no conviction about. I don't care if you're saying them because I want to be born in some Buddha realm. If you have no convictions about those things, whether they exist or not, that's not a reason for you. I want to put an end to Darfur. And if you're scared when you say that because, whoa, that means I have to really do something. Maybe you won't be able to put an end to Darfur, but you will gain some something. And perhaps even be able to never make sure there's another Darfur. It's an amazing thing. I ask myself, are these human beings? Are they the same species as I am? And thinking that way makes you want to say, well, just be careful with those. What it's saying is that you could do worse. If you allow, give any justification for any dislike you might end up one day being one of those people that you hate so much. Because I'm sure in their mind they believe that they're completely justified for what they're doing. 
eight men raping a 42-year-old woman. So, look at the world. Come up with your own conclusion. And let the event that you cannot deny be your fuel. Why do you want to become a Buddha? Yes, to put an end to Dafu. Okay, so the first, first thing you're supposed to do before you meditate, before you get into the business of meditation, is to tell yourself why you want to meditate in the first place. So, put the blame, whatever's happening, on because you didn't, you haven't controlled your mind yet. The reason that they're still going on because I haven't controlled my mind yet. Just meditate on your motivation. Quickly check your posture to make sure that the posture is comfortable and stable. Follow your breath for just five cycles. Whatever it means to you, bring your attention to your heart center and have the image of taking refuge in there. that you're sitting in the very center of your being. And fuel your motivation. Make it as strong Make it fierce.
with as much force, with as much sincerity that you can come up with. Wish that all beings be free of all their problems. Wish that all beings achieve true happiness. Dedicate the merits of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Bring your attention back to your breath. Slowly become aware of your body once more. Okay. Sorry, I kept you so long. See you next time.